Dominus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Johannem. Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish these works that I perform testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf. But you have never heard his voice nor seen his form. And you do not have his word remaining in you because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf. But you do not want to come to me to have life. I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father but you do not accept me. Yet if another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses, in whom you have placed your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Verbum nomini. Moses implored the Lord his God. Before that, God was ready to let his wrath blaze against these stiff-necked people. Before that, God was ready to let his wrath consume these people who wanted to do their own way. 
Before that, God was ready to punish them to let his justice reign. Again, Moses implored the Lord. Moses begged the Lord. Moses interceded. He prayed, mediated on behalf of the people. Spare the people. Don't let your wrath blaze up against your own people. You brought them out of the land of Egypt. You intended to rescue them. Let your blazing wrath die down. We hear Moses pleaded God on behalf of the people. Moses implored the Lord in his time, and Moses was in a kind of crisis situation in his own time. The crisis of rebellious people not wanting to keep the commands of the Lord. The crisis of people quickly turning aside from the way God, God pointed out to them. The crisis of people, these people making their own gods, than the real true God who saved them from Pharaoh. They did not have this pandemic crisis as we do, they have their own crisis. The one thing that's the same with the time of Moses and our own time is that someone needs to implore God. Someone needs to beg God to show his mercy upon the people. Someone must plead to God to show his mercy upon the world. Does God still love the world today? That's emphatic, yes. We heard this in the verse before the gospel. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. He loved the world that he sends our Lord Jesus, his son, to redeem us. And Moses prefigures him. Jesus is the one who implores God. Jesus is the one who begs God. Jesus is the one who mediates between God and men. That's why he is the mediator. In this time we are living in with our current difficult circumstance, the Lord Jesus wills to implore the Father through us for the people in our own time. The Lord Jesus wills to implore God through us for those who suffer COVID-19. Sisters, your vocation is more important than ever. You've been called the bride of Christ, and that's who you really are. Your vocation to implore God just like Moses, just like Jesus, your spouse, is an important key for humanity right now. In a way... 
you have to be humanity's first responders in this time of global pandemic crisis. As humanity's first responders, you simply keep what Moses did going, imploring God. You simply keep what Jesus is doing, mediating between God and men. You simply implore God until humanity passes this historic phase in our life. And on behalf of humanity, I want to thank you for your vocation. I want to thank you for your yes, your response to God. I want to thank you for your constant imploring to God on our behalf, on behalf of the world. And I wanted to conclude this homily with a letter. This letter was, uh, I got a hold of this from a Benedictine priest friend of mine in Italy. And this letter was written by a bishop in Italy uh, when the highest death count of 700, uh, 793 reported in Italy. And this is from the Bishop of Avellino. Again, let me just conclude with this letter. The letter is a little bit lengthy, uh, but I think it's worthwhile uh, taking this time to uh, read, to listen uh, to this letter of this bishop. And he specifically wrote this letter about a week ago, a week from tomorrow. He wrote it to the nuns and to monks, those who live contemplative life just like you are. We turn to you, sisters and brother monks, to ask for your prayers, to support your raised arms like those of Moses on the mountain in this time of particular danger and unease for our communities. By your persistent prayerful intercession, we acquire resilience and future victory. You are the only ones who do not move a facial muscle in the face of the reign of decrease and restrictive measure that reign on us these days because what we are asked for, for some time you have always done it. And what we suffer, you have chosen. Teach us the art of being content living with nothing in a small space, without going out, yet engaged in eternal journeys that do not need planes and trains. Give us your oil to understand that the spirit cannot be imprisoned, and the narrower the space, the wider the skies open. Reassure us that you can live even for a short time and be joyful. Remember that poverty is unavoidable condition of every being because as Don Primo Mazzolari said, being a man is enough to be a poor man. Give us back the ability to savor the little things you who smile of a blooming lilac at the cell window 
and greet a swallow that comes to say that the spring has come. You who are moved by a pain and still exalted by the miracle of the bread that is baked in the oven, tell us that it is possible to be together without being crowded together, to correspond from afar, to kiss without touching each other, to touch each other with the caress of a look or a smile or simply a gaze at each other. Remind us that a word is important if it is reflected upon, ruminated within the heart for a period of time, leavened in the soul's recesses, seen blooming on the lips of another, called a low voice, not shouted or cutting because of hurt. But even more, teach us the art of silence, of the light that rests on the windowsill, of the sun rising as a bridegroom coming out of the bride, bridal room, or setting in the sky that tints with fire, of the quiet of the evening, of the candle lit that cast shadows on the walls of the choir. Tell us that it is possible to wait for a hug even for a lifetime because there is a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embraces, says Kohele. At the end of this time of danger and restrictions, we will still embrace each other in the feast. For you, there are still 20, 30, 40 years to wait. Educate us to do things slowly, solemnly, without haste, paying attention to details, because every day is a miracle, every meeting a gift, every step a step in the throne room, the movement of a dance or a symphony. Whisper to us that it is important to wait, postpone a kiss, a gift, a caress, a word, because waiting for a feast increases its brilliance and the best is yet to come. Help us understand that an accident can be a grace and a sorrow can hide a gift. A departure can increase affection and a distance that can finally lead us to encounter and communion. To you, teachers and masters of the hidden and happy life, we entrust our uneasiness our fears, our remorse, our missed appointments with God who always awaits us. You take everything in your prayer and give it back to us in joy, in a bouquet of flowers and peaceful days. Amen.